Good morning. Good morning. Peace be with you. That's, those aren't just empty words, um, especially as we talk today about trials and storms. Um, peace be with you is a blessing. Peace be with you is a comfort. And may we never uh, lose uh, the, that thought and the meaning behind it. Sometimes it's easy to say, hey, peace, you know, but it, 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 it is a blessing and it's a gift given to us that we give to others. Peace be with you. And I really mean it. I have some announcements this morning. Um, first of all, uh, Jan Tubiola, um, many of you probably know, and thank you to all the prayer warriors and the people on the phones that have made calls. Um, Jan uh, was taken to Fontana Kaiser because um, I didn't know this, maybe you did, but they don't do open heart surgery in Anaheim nor in Irvine locations. So they are assembling a team, uh, the last I heard, um, to take care of her. She's been on blood thinners for a while and so they need to get that out of her system before they can do open heart surgery. When they did the testing on her, they found that um, she's pretty clogged up. And, and that's not good for our sinks, nor is it for our hearts. And so three out of the four arteries that maintain uh, her circulation are clogged. And so um, she's going big, and they're going to do a triple uh, bypass. I had uh, heard through the kids that they thought it was Tuesday, so I don't know for sure that it is Tuesday. But what I do know and what I take great comfort from is that Jan told me and her children, her children responded in texts, and she told me, I'm not scared. Peace be with you. And um, so let's, let's pray for them. I, I have apparently been somewhat adopted. Maybe I'm in a um, uh, probationary period as an honorary tubiola. <laughs> but the kids are texting back and forth, and someone says, don't you know that Grandma Jan's pastor is on this? <laughs> and of course I wrote, I'll pray for you. Funny family, and that's how they deal with things: is with humor and, and with love. So they are fine. They're they're doing. They're gonna be okay. And I'm gonna say that a lot today. Um, probably not. Well, um, I don't. She has her family around. You know. Um, do you have her phone number? I can make her phone number available to you. Okay. So um, I'll let you. Um, uh, kind of, you know, use your own judgment on that. I think, uh, you know, she's probably a little bit bored. They were talking about um, bringing puzzles <laughs> to her and, and stuff. So, um, you know, you could give her a call uh, on her cell if you've got that and so forth. Um, keep in mind, in our experience, you know, at the hospital and yours may be the same, it seems like um, the only time somebody calls or comes in to draw your blood is when you've just fallen asleep. Has anyone had that experience at the hospital? <laughs> Where's that nurse? Where's that doctor? And all of a sudden, 
here I am. So I don't want to discourage it, but, you know, absolutely, you know. And, um, you know, the kids, like I said, uh, together they are one strong unit, as we all are. Right? Amen? And then I see Rosie here today. <laughs> oh, Rosie, I'm sorry to draw attention to you. But um, we would like to come alongside you, Rosie, and help. And I'm not going to go into the, the details because I know, you know, I don't want to embarrass you. But this is the time to ask for help. And um, there's a lot of people that are equipped here to help around the house and fix things if anything needs fixing, to help, you know, the pumping of gas and people that have experience with um, in-home health care that have had either good or bad, but please, you know, if you have expertise on that, um, and then I'll catch up because I might be speaking outside of church right now, I don't mean, but you are covered in prayer, and we want to do um, everything that we can for you, which is a lot when you take a look at how this group is, okay? And um, I didn't mean to embarrass you, but... I hope I didn't, but okay. And then um, close to home is uh, my family. I'm taking a long time in the announcements here. Um, but my mother-in-law um, had her three daughters, my wife included, uh, take her to the ER yesterday against her will <laughs> for the most part until I came and said, you're going if I have to carry you, you know, out there. And she'd been sick for a long time, um, sad. Uh, one of those, we can feel that we lose purpose, right? And, you know, what's my purpose? My kids are moved out. The grandkids are going to college. This isn't what I thought my golden years were going to be. She lost 31% of her body weight over the last couple of months. And she has a growth, a tumor down where the tongue and the uh, throat meat and it can't be seen with uh, you know through the mouth it, ha it was a CAT scan so she uh, is in the hospital and in need of prayers um, she's very scared she hadn't been going to church you know, going to church doesn't make you a, a Christian any more than going in your garage makes you a car right I mean that's kind of simple but but she but she grew up you know uh, as a Methodist and um, she knows the Lord, but she has not been walking with him in so far as leaning on him and trusting in him. And maybe this is a time, you know, as uh, Corey Ten Boom said, it's you never realize that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all that you have. And may we, um, as ambassadors of Christ, go out and meet people where they are and shine that light like uh, th this is actually the nativity of, of John the Baptist today, and he's the one that prepared the way. And that's what we have as a marching order, too. We're preparing the way in little ways, not maybe necessarily getting up and, and, and putting together a well-done uh, 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 sermon that, that rightly divides law and gospel. You haven't heard that in a while. But maybe it's just these loving, caring things like notes and like phone calls and prayer rings, prayer circles. So um, we all have that ability to shine light, the light of Christ, and to splash it, to prepare the way. And so I appreciate you keeping both my mother and father-in-law um, 
in your prayers. I got to take care of a five-year-old yesterday. We call it Pastor Ken's daycare, and then my brother-in-law got involved, and now it was uncle daycare. And I think that um, our Yelp uh, uh, <laughs> is going to be rather damaging, so we're probably not going to be in business very long because <laughs> Uncle Ken and Uncle Jim do not put up with much. And so um, I said, you live with me in the summertime, I'll tell you what, you'll be surprised at what you learn to like to eat. <laughs> okay. You guys can relate to that somehow? Okay. Well, let us get up and let us sing our opening hymn, Earth and All Stars. It's on page 558. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, 
Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name, amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. He is Christ. 
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, in your mercy, guide the course of this world so that your church may joyfully serve you in godly peace and quietness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Our first <clears throat> Excuse me. Our first reading this morning is from Isaiah chapter 38 verses 1 through 11, and this can be found on page 835. That's Isaiah 38, 1 through 11. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, this is what the Lord says, put your house in order, because you are going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Go and tell Hezekiah, this is what the Lord, the God of your father David, says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life. And I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city. This is the Lord's sign to you, that the Lord will do what he has promised. I will make the shadow cast by the sun go back the ten steps it has gone down on the stairway of Ahaz. So the sunlight went back the ten steps it had gone down. A writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, after his illness and recovery. I said, in the prime of my life, must I go through the gates of death and be robbed of the rest of my years? I said, I will not again see the Lord himself in the land of the living. No longer will I look on my fellow man or be with those who now dwell in this world. We will read Psalm 124 responsively. Please see page six of the bulletin. Psalm one. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say. Lord, 
they would have swallowed us alive when their anger flared against us. The raging waters would have swept us away. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The third reading is from the epistle to the second Corinthians, chapter six, verse one through 13. And this can be found in your pew Bibles on page 1700 and 99. 2 Corinthians 6, 1 through 13. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. We put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, hardships and distresses, in beatings, imprisonments and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience and kindness, in the Holy Spirit and in sincere love, in truthful speech and in the power of God with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left, through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as impostors, known yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on, beaten and yet not killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor, yet making many rich, have nothing, and yet possessing everything. We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians, and open wide our hearts to you. We are not withholding our affection from you, but you are withholding yours from us. As a fair exchange, I speak as to my children, Open wide your hearts also. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. The gospel reading this morning is from St. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1558. Glory to you. Now that day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took along with them, just as he was in the boat. 
there were also other boats with them. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. And the disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified. And they asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Storms. Even in Southern California, we have storms, although not as often as, as we wish. But when life storms come, we might even sound a little bit like those terrified disciples. Where are you, Lord? Do you want my life to end like this? Where were you, Lord? In that tower. In those towers that fell. Where were you, Lord? On that school ground, in that school. Where were you, Lord? And you fill it out. I've got a lot of those. Do you? Is it a lack of faith? Remember, that's, you know, faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit so that none might brag about it. You have faith, a mustard seed. Faith is faith, no matter how small it is. And again, when we walk this crowded path of life and we come alongside people, we get to share, encourage, say, have faith. It's going to be okay. But still, we doubt. Still, we're afraid. Not unlike any of those that are in our Holy Bible here. I want to read to you our, our passage from Job this morning um, because mine reads a little different. Um, Job 38, verses 1 through 11. And uh, I heard this once before from uh, my father-in-law's brother, Uncle Sonny, who was a Baptist minister and a school teacher, school principal, and eventually uh, superintendent of schools in, in uh, 
Um, I can't think of the town in Texas right now, but it'll come to me. Sonny lost his leg when he was 14 years old because a 22 in the kitchen had fallen over, discharged, hit his leg, and back in 1938-ish, they didn't have penicillin. And so they kept cutting parts of his leg off until it got just below his hip. And by the grace of God, he survived. And by the grace of God and faith, he lived a full life. He played with his little brother that was 12 years his junior. They played football, and he would run. And, and boy, prestigious have changed. I mean, back in the day, he had a wood leg. Then it had a hinge on it, but he would like this. And he taught Johnny, my father-in-law, so many things, mostly what a man of faith can do if he puts his trust in the Lord. Now, I'm sure Sonny might have said, why me, Lord? Why? I'm 14. My leg's gone. It hurts. I've got gangrene. But when he was needed, Sonny came alongside those that were less fortunate. Yes, his family too, but he spent his life preparing the way of the Lord. There's another person in the Bible (coughs) that cried out to God. His name's Job. You guys heard of him? In 38.1, it reads, then the Lord answered Job out of the storm, he said. Now, you remember, Job was kind of complaining, right? And he had every right, too, didn't he? He lost everything of value in this world. And God answers him this way. Who is this that darkens my counsel? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. With words without knowledge. Brace yourself like a man. I will question you. And you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me, if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line against it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its corner stone. While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy, who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? And when I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness, when I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place. And when I said, this far, you shall come and no farther. Here is where your proud waves halt. Where were you, Job? Where were you, Pastor Ken? Not at my pay grade. You're getting close. You're getting close. And yet, 
in our storms, in our walk of faith, we want to try to explain to God why he's letting us down. It's really hitting me hard because uh, oftentimes I, I admit to my frailty, but it's almost, it, it, you know, I'm thinking it's, it's disrespectful when I, I go, I wouldn't have done it that way, Dad. I've read Job. And I don't know how many more times the Lord's going to let me say that before he maybe touches my hip, you know, and I, I become lame. Or, and whether I can hold on, you know, you must bless me. He already has. But oftentimes I want to give him directions. And oftentimes I, I justify it because it's in regards to people that I love. Lack of faith. Lack of trust, perhaps. Fear, yeah, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what it might mean to me. First, if I'm being honest, how I live my life without this child that you gave me. How will I live this life without? You fill in the blank. What have you prayed for before? That you thought you needed and you didn't get. And in the rearview mirror of life, you said, I didn't really need that. Thank you, Dad. There's a little girl named Sally that I really, really liked. She was much older than me. She babysat me. <laughs> she was my brother's girlfriend. <laughs> I thought she was my girlfriend. Boy, I prayed when I was a little guy. I said, boy, Daddy, I want that girl to be my wife. I was thinking ahead. You know, I was pretty little, but... Thank you, Lord, for not letting that happen. It just wouldn't have worked. <laughs> I kid you. I've prayed for things that he said no. And in the hindsight, I can see that, yeah, it made sense. And I thank you also, Father, for giving to me and not giving to me what I deserved. We confess our sins that we deserve eternal punishment, right? Thanks for giving me not what I deserve. Thanks for giving me what he did on the cross for me. I didn't deserve that. So where does it leave us? Well, the, the truth is we need Jesus. You heard me say that before, but we need Jesus, amen? Do you realize that, like Corey Tamboom said, that when Jesus is all that you have, you realize that Jesus is all that you need? Do you believe that? 
Can you pass that along to somebody in some way? That might be not the first line. But since you believe it, since you confess it, and I hear you every Sunday that he is your need. He meets your needs. Can you walk day in and day out as if that is your sustenance? Even more, need, do you need him more than coffee in the morning? <laughs> can, you, can you walk with that? Can you share that with a world that is hopeless? A world that thinks they understand how the stars were set, that thinks that they know why the waves halt where they halt. But when it comes down to things that really get to them, maybe it's death, maybe it's the loss of finances, maybe it's, I don't know, but when the world's, things of this world, like Job was stripped of his land, he was a big cattleman, right? A big rancher and farmer, he had a, a big family, all of it was lost. Children, gone. And a wife. I'm sure she was a nice person, but eventually she got so fatigued from this, this awful torment, this season, this squall that was happening not only to her husband, but to her family and everything that she'd known. And, and who could really blame her when she said, you know, just curse God and die. Thank God for his gift of his son that we might feel like cursing God. Maybe some of us have. I have. And yet he will not turn his back on you. And he did say to you in your baptism that you're my son, you're my daughter. With you, I'm well pleased. That, I know you've heard me say that many times, but it doesn't get old and it doesn't ever, ever wear out. You are his son, his daughter whom he loves. He's got you covered no matter what is happening in the storms of life. Don't you love from the gospel where all of this stuff is going on, okay? Squells and all this stuff. Loved ones in the hospital, mother-in-laws that don't take care of themselves, father-in-laws that are you know, gonna wander off. All of these things, cars that won't work, taxes that need to be paid, all of these things are going along. And what is Jesus doing? He's taking a nap. That doesn't fly at my house. Well, Jesus took naps. Yeah, but you're not Jesus. I hate to tell you, Ken. Well, I'm trying to be like Jesus. Nice try. Get up, go. Jesus took naps. That's how worried he was. I've got this. I set the boundaries. I laid out the measuring tape. That's quite a tape, right, Daryl? Huh? Talk about surveying. You got it covered. Spoke it into existence. Who do I think I am to have to sit there and think that I'm consulting God? All right, Dad. Or to be angry at God. That's a little tougher. My nephew, Logan, 
was madder than a wet hen at Uncle Ken yesterday. You know what my offense was? Well, let me tell you. I'm going to anyway. Carl's Jr. is down the street. It's one left turn, go through the drive-thru, come back up, and a right turn, and I'm home. I don't like Carl's Jr. I don't care. Can you imagine that? Where were you when I set the cornerstones of the earth, Logan? It doesn't work that way, but I was feeling quite powerful. I'm a, I can intimidate five-year-olds. I want McDonald's. McDonald's is a right, a left, three miles down, a U-turn, old McDonald's so the truck doesn't fit through it, and I only want their chicken nuggets. Carl's Jr. has has nuggets. I don't like them. (sighs) Uncle Pastor Ken said, tough beep. You're getting it. So you got, he got, actually, I forgot about the nuggets. <laughs> so you got a Western bacon cheeseburger. Who doesn't like that? Logan. Fries and a chocolate shake. He's going, man, I wish I could just curse and you'd be dead. <laughs> that little boy did not understand the way the, of the uncle. Okay, not perfect. I'm sorry. But he had food. And he had love, and he was in a safe place. He had two uncles playing with him. And here's his understanding. After that fiasco, he says, Uncle Ken, let's play golf. I go, okay. He goes, all right, we're going to play laser golf. <laughs> Sounds exciting to me. He goes, all right, you got to hit the golf ball between these sticks. If you hit the sticks, the lasers go off, and they blow up your ball. I'm like, don't go there. Okay, let's play. So we do, and I hit the stick. He goes, up, you're done. Blown up. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a rough game. That's his understanding. That's his imagination. That's his little world. You know, he's he's past, I hope he is, past the Bacon Western cheeseburger. And now Uncle Ken is playing with him. And we looked at all of his cars. I said, which is your favorite? What's your second favorite? Well, we got up to 30. The kid's got a lot of cars. But my point is, is that in his understanding, he's in the here and the now, and I'm bored, and Uncle Ken's not giving me McDonald's chicken nuggets, and all right, I'll teach him a game that I know he can't win, and um, so here I am. And, and that's not unlike us. We want to change the rules or make up the rules. We want to have nuggets from this place and not... I don't know, a nice spinach salad with a vinaigrette, you know, that's what's good for us. We want to change the rules. We want to change what God is doing in our lives. We, we are saying to him, hey, the storm's raging, are you going to let me die? And to him he says, no, I have already saved you. And there lies the challenge. The already and the not yet. I have cancer. I have 
sadness. I have these things going in my life. This is horrible. And Pastor Ken says, it's going to be okay. And someone says, how can you say that? For those of you listening at home, I just stuck my hand in the baptismal. The cross. Jesus came out of that tomb. No, he didn't say ta-da, but he was saying, I have new life for you. He said that from a tomb. He was dead. They checked his pulse. They knew he was dead. And on the third day, he rose again from the, thank you, Randy. He rose again. God wrote a check with his son's blood, and that check cleared. And therefore, you and I have this blessed assurance that no matter how swampy it gets, how our boat is sinking, it's going to be okay. And he gave us a crew. Arr. Right, right Captain? Arr. You probably didn't say that. In the, yeah, I'll bet you did. <laughs> in the Coast Guard. We got a crew. Some of them we gave birth to, some of them we married into, and some of them, oh, thank you, Lord, we go to the same church with. We got a crew to help bail the water out. We got a crew that says, keep rowing, mate. It's going to be okay. I know it. They're already and not yet. How can you say that? We're swamping. Hey, it's going to be okay. And then we have this gift that we give to each other. Peace be with you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Let us now confess our faith to the words and the corporate reading of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord, our almighty God, eternal Father and Creator, Savior and Redeemer, and Holy Counselor, we gather today to praise your holy name. We give you thanks and praise, Lord, for all that you have created throughout the universe, and indeed, the universe itself. We thank and praise you for entrusting the well-being of the earth and all creation therein to our unworthy hands. We pray for your daily guidance and wisdom as we work to keep our celestial home healthy and thriving. 
We pray for wisdom and strength of character for all political representatives and leaders and of all leaders of nations throughout the world. We pray that they would turn from personal greed, focus less on pursuits of personal power, and direct their energies to providing the best living conditions for residents of their communities and countries. We pray that we could all learn to serve others first and place ourselves second, just as Jesus did in redeeming our souls. I don't think we're capable of doing that, Lord, without your divine intervention, and we pray for just that. Please help us stop being critical of each other and to keep quiet if we have nothing good to say. Help us to turn away from anyone who takes sport in character assassination, seeing the evil involved even when thinly veiled as humor. We pray for our church family at Reformation Lutheran Church. Many of us face health concerns today, and many more will face concerns in our future. We pray for your healing touch on our bodies and our minds. Holy Spirit, we know that you are stronger, far stronger than Satan, and the despair he sows in our hearts and minds. Please drive out the demons that cause us to doubt the Father's joy in us and the true knowledge of our place in heaven with Jesus. We pray for our pastor, Ken Whitney, that he continues to be blessed with wisdom, patience, and strength of faith as he is often first to be attacked by the destroyer, and he frequently bears all of the troubles, disappointments, and despair facing the faithful of this congregation and others with whom he is in contact daily. Lord, we pray for all children, wherever they may be. We pray for your angels to protect them against harm and destroy evil that preys upon them in whatever form it takes. We pray for parents that you give them patience equal to the challenges that will face them, wisdom to know when to tighten the reins and when to loosen their grip, and peace when all else seems to fail. We pray for our nation, its citizens and military service members, as well as others in service to our country. We pray for their safety, goodwill towards others, honorable intentions, and their safe return home. We pray that we would prevail over our nation's enemies. We pray for safe travel. As the summer season is upon us and we take time to see the wonders of your world or visit friends and family, we ask that you slow us down, protect us, and open our hearts and minds to gaze upon our, beyond ourselves and our phones and see marvelous things. Help us embrace the joy that is your creation. Thank you most especially, Father, for the gift of your Son, our eternal Savior, Jesus Christ. Finally, we now share with you our personal prayers kept deep in our heart or spoken aloud. Into your hands, Lord, we commend ourselves, our family, and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now may the peace of the Lord be with you all.
let us share the peace, but let us also... His pastor went way too long. Do you ever wonder what I pray when I'm up there with that? Going, thanks for all the loot. No, I don't do that. Here's what I pray. Just, just, I go, Daddy, let's do something cool with this. Let us multiply the believers, make disciples in this world for your kingdom, and use us as you see fit. In the name of Jesus, amen. So now you know. Will you please stand? Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples and said, take and drink all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and is coming again. Let us pray together the prayer that our Lord and Savior taught us. Our Father, 
who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May this time at the altar receiving his body and his blood be especially meaningful to you today. This is, as I say, and you've heard through the many years of you've been a, a, a Christian, a follower of God, but this is a means of grace. It's grace that you touch, you taste, and you eat. It is Jesus in you. It is his beautiful, beautiful work on the cross that gives you life through his death. May we not ever forget that. You may be seated, and our usher <laughs> will bring you up.
Will you please stand? One more interruption. Around our house, it, it said that nothing's lost until mom can't find it. I was looking for this, and I was a little off my game today. Uh, <laughs> and dear Sharon came in and asked how I was doing. I said, well, I can't find my green stole. She goes, is that it on your desk? <laughs> so I'm so grateful to have uh, be a part of this crew. And thank you, Liz. Allie, thank you for your gift of music. Sean. I can't name everybody, but thank you so much for coming together and rowing together. I so appreciate it. And I know the Father in heaven is smiling going, those are my babies. So here are the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let's shine, Jesus, shine, huh? Lord, the light of your love is shining of the darkness shining Jesus light of the world shine upon us set us free by the truth you now bring us shine on me shine on me shine Jesus shine fill this land with the Father's glory Shine, Jesus, shine, fill this land with
Shine. 